believe that so far you're still tracking with us. You're not missing. Listen, we're talking about kingdom interpretations of the things that we say. So far, we have looked at what a kairos is. We've looked at whether it starts, where it ends, what you need to do about it. We are now beginning to look at the reality of capacity. What does it take to function within that kairos? Mm -hmm. And so far we've discussed three issues. Three issues that come from a big term called capacity. What is the capacity we need to operate in this environment? So there's a kairos, there is a capacity required, but what is that capacity? We've defined the capacity. We're looking at the three other dynamics of the capacity. That you must have capacity mentally, physically, and materially. So far, I hope you're tracking because this is crucial to where we need to go next. Today we continue talking about physically and physically here comes from the issue of capacity where we are saying there are three things that determine how to increase your capacity mentally physically and materially yes. now take us on physically physically now yes. remember your mental state determines what you'll be willing to attempt mm -hmm. so if you have this limited belief about how god has spoken about the power to create wealth if you have a limited belief that god is actually working with you on this if you have a limited belief that it can happen where you are your physical actions will be very limited mm -hmm. so we have to look at our environment yes and say that this god is not limited exactly and when he speaks a word it's not for a specific geographical location yes it's for where we yes. are yes. and why are we talking like this because as tcc we are all over the globe yeah. There are people in different nations. And all these yeah. people are saying the same thing. God has given me the power to create wealth. There he has you opened are. the nation. Yes. Which nation? The one you're in. Exactly. The one you're yeah. in. And therefore now, your physical actions has to do with what are your skill sets? Mm -hmm. What are your abilities? What can you do within your environment in line with what you have heard? Because for God to get you to hear something, it means there's something you can do about it but you can't do anything if you're limited in believing you'll think, be surprised i think most of the time when you look at us yes. we are we are always looking at i can't yes there's nothing i can do yes. what i know doesn't seem to go with the word yes. because what i know seems to be so little so small so mm -hmm. insignificant based on the word that i'm hearing yes. and maybe god is telling you listen that's what i'm looking yes. for because i want you to be in a place yes. where you do not say it is your power there you go so do not look at yourself and limit by saying i can't because i don't have these things looks like it cannot attract any power to create exactly power. because where you are today is equal to what you've been able to accomplish so far. So far, yes. So this, this new belief, this new reality God speaks to you, is supposed to awaken capacities in you that you may never have used. Mm. Please say that again. That's a, that's a reality. Not even being aware that you do have them, mm. or, or there could be things you've given up on, or things you've been convinced to be wrong. Let me tell you, sadly, 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 is that in many, many religious circles, we have damaged people's abilities because they did not fit into our structure. Mm. We have fought people's natural abilities because they didn't fit our religious arrangement. If you go into a religious structure that completely believes it is that women must cover their heads with scarves, cover this, cover that, if you're in fashion and design, it dies. Wow. <laughs> 
It just dies. I didn't look at it from that perspective. Yeah, it dies. That yes, that person will never express themselves yes. because who am I making hair for? Yes. Or the hair is supposed to be covered. Exactly. So what am I saying? I mean, so hair. imagine how what many about people. Fashion? What about the beauticians there? Mm. What about the hairdressers there? Wow. What about look at what can happen in that space? Wow. If you're in a place where they believe music is noise. So is there somebody who is in this religious uh, environment yes. who feels like all I want is that beauty, putting makeup on yes. people, but this place does not allow makeup. And you've been taught that it is evil. evil. Now, if that process is connected to your producing wealth, hmm. imagine. Wow. Guys, we have to know that in this season, when you talk yes. about skill sets, and there's something in you that is burning, exactly. and like God is telling you there's something in you yes. that you've never even seen. Absolutely. I want to bring it out in yes. this season, yes. because that's what will attract power for you. You are an entrepreneur, mm. but you've been convinced that serving God is being an usher. Wow. Being in the team around the man of God. Mm. What happens to you? It dies. I think that's why you'll hear us saying, even the men of God have to work. Absolutely. Do something. Because if you look at the Bible, we talked that before, that even in the olden days, yes. they were engaged in trade. Absolutely. And maybe you need to just yeah. highlight Listen, a bit every, of that. Every Levite and every Pharisee and every rabbi had a trade. Jesus had one. By now you know he was a contractor. Mm -hmm. It's a principle. Yes. It's a principle meaning how will I, who is teaching you the word, have an environment to prove the word I am teaching you? Mm. Mm. So I don't teach you something, tell you, you go do it, then come and tell me if it worked. No, I'm also in the same field. I lead. When you come and tell you. me in Babylon, this is how they do things, I'm telling you, I'm in the same Babylon and I'm Absolutely. doing different. We're in the same Absolutely. Field. And then this is what I'm about to say might not rub very well, but it's a principle. The tithe and the offering cannot produce wealth. Mm. It's to take care of them? It's to take care of the priest to free him to produce wealth. Mm. Mm. Just like anybody else who has a, a resource environment. Why? Because the tithe and the offering is not enough, man of God, to take care of you and the people you've been called to take care of. Because and that's why people. we'll always have this debate with the world angry with us because we seem to be focusing only on ourselves mm. and not on others. Yet we all know that even that income is static. It so is not can I say, settled. Can I say something here? The man of God has a team around. For yes. example, let's say the worship leader. When you now say the tithe and offering is to take care of the worship leader also. Yes. Why? Because you want to release the worship leader also to... To function. To manifest. Yes. Creating of wealth. And even to go as far as produce him. Yes. So that that income is not for the church. Mm. That income is for him so that he can... Handle worship with no worries. And that is why when it comes to working yes. in the church, there are people who will be like, I don't want. Because exactly. once you go in there, you depend on tithe and offering, and that which means, might not come to you. And can we be honest, tithe and offering many times depends on the mood of the people. So it is and, not and the, the way belief. God accomplished <laughs> us to live. Yeah, God accomplished us. That, that is an obligation that people choose to respond with. It is not a law. Can so, when people say there is a tithe and offering in a ministry, yes. this tithe and offering should also take care of the head usher who is yes. also full-time in this place, what we call full-time. Yes. This person being taken care of is so that they can also be in a place where they are released to be able to also go out exactly. and say, wait, I want to do as I do this. 
I also want to come to a place of creating wealth. And let's raise the standard. Wow. If, if the ministry is big enough to have the people who are working in the ministry, notice the term working, working. not volunteering, mm -hmm. working in the ministry, it must produce enough for them to live well and be comfortable so they can love what they're doing. Can you say that again? To live well. Well. Not to survive. Uncomfortable. Not to survive. You cannot both, listen people, hmm. you cannot both be working for the most powerful entity in the earth and living by faith. Meaning when you're working in church, people should be admiring you. Exactly. Because you're working and saying, listen, I'm in a place where God has placed us to a, in a place where we are changing the mentality of the people. Exactly. As they change and they give, that giving should also flow to them. Absolutely. People who are in the environment. Otherwise, the ministry better involve itself in economies that can produce for those people. Mm. Remember or we're even, talking about... Or even invest yeah. in those people so mm -hmm. that they can grow materially. Mm. Everyone must grow. Yes. Everybody must grow. That, for us, is the reality of TCC. Everybody must Everybody grow. Everybody must grow and there should be no boundaries or limits on what that is. Hmm. Remember, we are talking about capacity. And yes. you are saying, even the person who is leading worship, yes. the person who is heading the ushers, the person who is in the Sunday school, whatever you want to call it in your ministry, yes. they must increase. They must live well. They must experience this God yes. who says, listen, I'm opening the nation for you. Even them, yes. they must come to a place of saying, I have experienced it. Listen, I have experienced if that. they're handling children's church, they're raising the next generation. Oh. How well should they be compensated? Hmm. Hmm. Otherwise, that's why there are things don't take on if you can't handle I think there's something here we need maybe to mention before we leave this issue of physical. Because we are still on physically. Yes. We are used physically. We are yes. located. Yeah. There are many people who could be working in a ministry. Mm -hmm. But the minute they hear that there's an airline that has opened up their opportunities, they'll run there. Yeah. Meaning they That's a better deal. There. That's a better deal than here. Yeah. That should change. The people in the ministry should be paid better, live better, and yeah. should be approved that what thing you people are teaching, yes. these people have already experienced. Absolutely. They should be the first ones even to Absolutely. Experience. And that should be a reality that if, listen, even the prodigal son, I always say the so-called prodigal son, yes. made a statement, even the servants in my father's house live better than I do now. Mm. That's a principle of the kingdom. That's what makes us... So this yes, word yeah. produces where you are yes physically you must believe that that's what we are talking about you must believe it produces yes. where you are yes. don't try to move don't try to sit back and say until i go to that place or since i can't be able to go to that place then i am doomed yes. because i'll not increase so not, not the term we're using is capacity not reality <laughs> say that again what is your physical capacity i didn't ask you for your physical reality hmm. There's a capacity. Yes, what is your mental capacity, not your mental reality? Hmm. Your mental reality may be damaged right now. Wow, yeah. But what is your mental hmm. capacity? That's what God is dealing with. So when God speaks to you, he speaks to you in context of your capacity, not your reality. Hmm. Say that again. <laughs> your mental must, might be yes. damaged. That's why sometimes we struggle with what God is saying to hmm. us. We think it's big. It's not. God will not speak to you outside of your capacity. God ignores your reality. That's very important. And he's trying to call the you in you. Exactly. Because that's the you who is. Most of us enter. have this debate. I want to understand. Listen, your current capacity will damage that understanding. Oh. 
So what does God do? He speaks to your true capacity, forcing you to dig deep and become who you really are. Dig deep. That is the key. Dig deep. You can't yes. just see it and say things will happen. No. Dig deep means I have to go in. And first yes. of all, like it's like there's a war between the, the me that is I've this become me really? yes. and the me God is calling me exactly. to be. Exactly. These two me's are fighting. Yes. And I have to say, listen, the me I have become, the damaged one. Yes. Must let, go. Let, let, me must use, go. let me use a very... Uh, if I may say a very simplistic example. Okay. Couples, husbands and wives. Sometimes you'll stand up and tell your wife you're beautiful and she's wondering, what are you telling me? Listen, it's not talking to the physical you. Mm. Talking to the real you. Drawing. He's calling one. it out. It's time to accept, yes. I am. Me. When your wife tells you, listen, you're, you're capable, you're accomplished, don't start telling her, have you seen what's happening lately? Mm. She's not talking to what's happening. She can see that too. Mm -hmm. She's talking about what should happen. Yes. And that's what our life is about. And I think we should learn to do that as couples. Yes. Start speaking to each other yes. on what should be happening or yes. what is happening now. The kind of scolding you should scold each other. Oh, we have a visitor on set. Oh, <laughs> okay. The kind of scolding you should scold each other is scolding towards greatness. Mm. Not yeah. pointing out weakness. Do you see the difference? Too many times. Face the facts. Don't. Mm-hmm. Because those facts were created to shut you down. Mm. There's a you that should yes, come out. That's and it. And it is, you remember what we said? Yes. That the kingdom allows violence. Exactly. You must violently come out. Yes. Aggressively say, I am not this person. Yes. What I'm seeing today, this is not me. There's yes. a me that should come out. There's yes. a me. And guess what? That me who comes out should not be the end of you. Yes. You keep coming out to the next level. You God go. expects you to keep yes. coming out to the new level. Yes. And the new level. And, and then the third thing we talked about. What is your capacity materially? materially. Capacity materially yes. is something that is produced by the challenges you've gone through. Listen. Sometimes you do not know your capacity until you go through an action that seems to have been difficult because you had a word. Listen carefully. Mm -hmm. You had a word. You began to follow that word. As you followed that word, you found yourself with some challenges. Listen. Challenges are what wakes up your capacity. Mm. Challenges are not what shuts you down. So when you call them challenges, you call them storms. They are coming to wake up something inside of you. There you go. Facing it and going through it. Yes. Don't go around challenges. Don't go back because many people, when they meet a mountain, they walk back. Yes. I would prefer to be on a plain land. <laughs> Face that reality and say, wait a minute. This will cause something in me to yes. arise. And notice when you meet mountains and decide to go through them. Yes. When you come on the other side, you're like, wow, I'm full of lessons. I can teach yes. a class. I'm full of experiences that are so, they didn't look pleasant before. Yes. But now when I look back, I'm like, wait a minute, that was the best thing because it made me grow into... You know why you say that? Mm -hmm. You say that because you, you study anybody, actually watch some documentaries and watch the people who climb mountains. What you're going to see is on the climbing path, struggles, frustrations, arguments, yes. complaints. Then hear them speak when they're coming down. Hmm. You can't believe... I have done it. What happened? I overcame all those. That challenge, that noise, was the inner you waking up, mm. was the inner you arising, yes. was the inner you then, who now talks an exit, not the person who went up. Oh, this is a new person. The and person, the person who, who went emerged. Up, that 
irritation you had when you're going up yes. is your flesh trying yes. to stop you. Yes. The flesh will not allow you to enter the actualization of the word. Yes. The flesh will always fight. Why? Because every time the word comes, it's trying to put the flesh down so your spirit man can arise. So the flesh will not allow to be kicked out. Listen. The flesh has one nature, settlement. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. I'm comfortable. Yeah. No matter how bad the situation is, yeah. the flesh has the ability to adapt. Ask yourself, how many people are comfortable <laughs> in a place of lack and poverty yes. when they are being called to a place of increase and multiplication? How many people are comfortable when they are telling you, no, I'm not going. You're like, okay, wait, yeah. that's the flesh talking. Yeah. I'm okay here. It's because I have defined so many tools of how to cope here. Oh. Why are you trying to remove me oh. here now? Now, why are these three <laughs> dynamics so important? Yeah. It's because they are the loop of capacity. I call them the loop of, of capacity. capacity. How you function mentally affects how you function physically. How you function physically will determine how you begin to operate materially. Mm. How you operate materially will build into how you function mentally. It's a loop. So it's a loop either uphill mm. or downhill. It's the same loop. If you don't believe something is possible, you don't take any action believing you could be better than you are, you get minimal results, you now believe less than when you started. But if you go the other way, break a barrier, do something impossible because God told you and you believed it, actually discover you could do more than you thought you could do, confidence arises, reality arises, belief is expanded, opportunities become greater, and you move up the ladder. Your capacity keeps getting expanded. That's what we are saying. You That's don't settle. God is not for settlement. God is always expecting yes. you to go on and on and yes. greater and greater. When he yes. told Adam, go and fill the earth. Yes. You don't fill the earth in a day, but he mm. knew one thing. If you yeah. can start here and yes. keep going and keep going, yes. you will fill the earth. Yeah. So God is about increase. Yes. He's about multiplication. Yes. And, and I don't want us to lose what we defined as capacity in All the right? last recording. Yes. We said, what is capacity? The maximum amount that something can contain and the maximum amount that something can produce. produce. Now, what is important about this is this thing is not static. Mm -hmm. You never arrive at a certain capacity. You must always check yourself. If I'm at the same capacity I was before, something is wrong. No growth. And in the kingdom, yes. it's about growth. Now, we're in a season where we are emphasizing on action in our instruction. We'll yes. be telling people, you have capacity, yes. you need to do something. Yes. You have capacity, you have to action what you hear. Now, when we talk about instruction, now we have stressed the issue of doing what is humanly possible. possible. All right? Yes. Yet you are saying, do not get into sweat. Do yes. not toil. Yes. Now, when we talk about this, yeah. I think there's a place where people are asking, please define the issue of humanly possible versus toil. Uh -huh. I don't want to do something that tomorrow I'm like, oh, that was toil. Yes. So what is to do what is humanly possible? It's good we've spoken about capacity because you cannot disconnect capacity from what is humanly possible. possible because what is humanly possible is based on capacity. And capacity is not static. Yes. That tells you what is humanly possible grows. Mm-hmm. What I did yesterday, exactly. I have to do this, more. This, this is so important because it will explain to us why, like in the parable of the soil, it says 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Why are we seeing growth, growth. and not a result? Mm. Alright? Because what is humanly possible varies. It varies a lot. 
It has a number of things that we need to look at. Now, please understand that when God says, we said like with Noah, what was humanly possible for Noah was dependent on a number of factors. One, Noah's knowledge of God. Two, Noah's knowledge of his environment. And three, Noah's skills. Hmm. That is what we talk about being humanly possible. possible. Yes. Because what do you know? So you, you can think something is humanly possible or not humanly possible based on capacity. Now, this is unique to everyone. My humanly possible is not her humanly possible. Mm -hmm. It's not your humanly possible. This is the one place we are not uniform. It is a combination of what we've already discussed, mental, physical, and material, but it has to do with you yourself determining and measuring where you are at part-time, the difference between reality and God's word. Now listen so carefully. When I look at reality and it's yes. not fitting the word of God, yes. then I have to say, wait a minute, this reality must exactly. change. Exactly. So don't assume your reality is what is humanly possible. Hmm. That's okay. why we get stuck. All right. We think, listen, God, you're telling me to do A, but don't you know I can only do B? No, stop arguing with God. Mm -hmm. Ask God, am I able to do this? Because suddenly, humanly possible changes here. We're not talking about humanly possible as the world puts it. Mm -hmm. Human, humanly possible is the world telling you what you are. Humanly possible here is God telling you what you are. Mm. Now suddenly, humanly possible is still an act of faith. In our context, human impossible is not your reality and that's where we all get stuck. When God speaks to us to do something and we say, do what is humanly possible, you begin to measure yourself wrongly. Mm. Because what I know and yes. what I am, remember we keep reminding you something, that because of the damage of where you're coming from, yes. number one, when we come from a position called the fallen man, the things now you are taught after that, what are our generations before us came and taught and sometimes we miss it, we go back to our own understanding, yes. has damaged us. Yes. Now God keeps reminding you, your mentality is damaged. The exactly. word is coming to take you back where you're exactly. supposed to be. Your skill set, what you're doing today could be something so opposite of what God asked you to do or what he expects you to do or what your capacity should be. Yes. So that's what you're saying. Do not look at your reality. Exactly. Look at the word. So what, what is it making a demand what of What is you? humanly possible is what God tells you you're able to do part time. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think you can, it is humanly possible. Yes. Now here, here is the catch. Okay. We think what is humanly possible is your measurement of yourself. Remember Gideon. When the angel shows up to Gideon, the angel is not going to waste time discussing Gideon's current activity. Which he might think is, is what is humanly possible. Hmm. Yeah. He was doing the best he knew to do. Mm -hmm. Yet he was threshing wheat in the you know, wine press. Yes. So the angel doesn't even discuss that. Yes. The angel doesn't start by saying, what are you doing? Let's come out from here. No, no, no. The angel even gives him an assignment unconnected to threshing wheat. Hmm in the wine press calls him Gideon mighty man of valor go in this your might which might which might of somebody who is threshing wheat in a wine press they will, yeah. uh, in a wine press yes. they will not get wheat yes. neither will they, they get, get wine. wine and then he begins to debate his status do you not know who i am 
Forget about the word. Yes. I'm not following that word. Yes. Now let me tell you who I yes. am and that's where we are. Yes. Most of us are still telling God who we are. Yes. Listen, the word is there. I understand what you're saying, but my friend, I'm the least exactly. of the least of the least. Yes. You're still trying to define your damaged you to the word. So if you want to know what is humanly possible, is what the word says is humanly possible. Mm. Because the word created the human. Oh. <laughs> Let me ask a question here. When you say that the word defines what is humanly possible, yes. is it that every time I hear an instruction, yes. in the instruction I will get my action? Exactly. And mm-hmm. that action to you is humanly possible. Okay. It is not something that I need to God will never ask <laughs> you to do anything outside of your knowledge, your skill, and your resources, mm. even if you are not aware of it. Wow. I'll say that again. Mm-hmm. By the time God is telling you to do something, he knows you have the knowledge for it. Yes. You may not have been using it. Okay. He knows you have the skills for it. He knows you may have buried them. Mm. He knows you have the resources for it. You're just not paying attention to what you have. You're not paying attention because many people get stuck. I might have the knowledge and the skill set, but I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I don't have God is telling you, you do. You're just not paying attention. You're just not paying attention. Yes. You're just ignorant of where the resources exactly. are. Exactly. And that's why we need trust. Yes. Because it's only in Him yeah. that He can open our eyes yes. to see everything around us. Now, let me explain the combination of a kairos. What is unique? Mm-hmm. In every kairos, God has a plan okay. and a purpose. Notice the two terms. Mm-hmm. A plan and a purpose. Meaning a purpose is carried out through what? A plan. Okay? Within that same time, if God speaks to you, it means you, within that window, have the necessary knowledge, the necessary skills, and the necessary resources to carry out what he is saying. It would be unfair of God to make a demand on you, and you have to source all the things needed to carry out what God said. So what needs to change is your perspective and your hearing of what God is telling you. And for you to take the necessary steps because you believe there, why is he telling you? Why does God speak to a particular individual and not another? Why does God speak to a particular community, a particular word and not another? In other words, today what God is saying in TCC is not what he's saying to DCC or KCC. So don't go looking for another version of what God is saying at KCC. What he's saying to them within this same Kairos is exact, it is correct, it is accurate. Mm. But if you compare it to us, you will think we are in conflict. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. The knowledge, the skill set, and the resources. All in one place. So God knows when I say that it is the season for you to step out yes. and do. Yes. The knowledge, the skill set, and the resources. Remember, Those things must yeah. be aligned. Remember what we said in the last podcast. The kingdom is always at hand. Always within reach. Everything God tells you. Listen, God created everything. Okay. Okay? So if God tells you to do something, it means the things that are needed mm. are within your environment. So, there's a question I want to ask here. <laughs> because if you talk of somebody who has been damaged. Yes. Meaning, now their knowledge, their skill set, and their resources yes. are warped. Yes. Okay? Now, how do you talk to this person? Yes. Where to start? Because this person who is damaged, yes. most of the time feels like, I don't have knowledge, mm-hmm. I don't have skill. It's the easier way of the flesh. Good. I just don't know. Takes us back to capacity. Mm-hmm. God needs to fix your capacity before you 
are capable of moving. But let me tell you how God works. God doesn't take you to school, fix your capacity, tells you you're ready, now go. No, 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 no. God fixes your capacity as you carry out his word. Mm. As Joseph then, is going to Yes, there's no window of, of process. Yes. Hmm. There's no window of go take a break. Yes, okay. <laughs> go and study. Go and study. Nothing. Go and take time to understand capacity till you have it. You can't until you interact with it. So, <laughs> when I hear a word and I have an instruction and I'm like, okay, what I feel like I need to do is just this little thing. Yes. In that little thing you're yes. doing, God releases the next. Exactly. Your capacity is growing while you are doing, mm. while you're experiencing. Mm. Your damage is getting healed while you're doing, wow. while you're moving with God. Your capacity is increasing while Weird. you're doing. Hmm. It's a I, complete system. I love that. That God is using one uh, statement yes. to remove your damage. Exactly. Heal you. Yes. Give you a new vision. Yes. Bring, give you the capacity to do All in it. one. Joseph. There's a joy when yeah. you know. There's a healing. Last week, I was looking at the, uh, the word like this. Exactly. I was looking at my environment like this. Yes. This week, I have changed how I look at things, yeah. how I interpret things. That's it. But There's it is joy. because I took action. Mm. You see, the problem is many of us, we have been Greek trained. Okay. What is Greek training? Greek training is very different from apprenticeship. Now, let me explain the difference. Mm -hmm. The great superpower nations of the earth, I'll use the British because the British are the ones who colonized Africa. And I want to tell most you the weakness. Africa, yeah, yeah, Most of our Commonwealth nations of the British colony, you'll notice a certain concept. In the colonies of the British colony, we have one major problem. All of us believe in an education, a graduation, and a job. <laughs> Progression, go to school. Yes. Graduate, yes. get a job, exactly. and retire. And so we are trying to apply that in kingdom activity. Mm. We are thinking we go to church, learn a truth, get to know it, go do it. We don't understand that truth is real time. Mm. As I hear it and I start doing While the oh. British were teaching us with education, the British were operating apprenticeship. Okay. What does that mean? If you go into that era, the 16th, 15th, 16th century, you'll discover a very common order in the British order. There was what names of a family was also the trade of the family. So a tailor was a tailor, a smith was a smith, a cobbler was a cobbler. Those were their names. Yet, that was also their skill. skill. And how was the skill taught? By apprenticeship, not by a training facility. Mm. You learned by doing. By now, most people in Africa know our schooling education system yes. is actually messing more than building anything. Exactly. When I come out of school, I have been taught, I have been compressed into this robot that does not think, that does not know how to do, yes. that responds only to instructions. That exactly. is always like, unless you ask me, I will not tell you. There you and go. then you don't give me opportunity to think. Exactly. So our system is wrong. Now, when you come to the kingdom and God tells you, you need to step out and do. Now, yes. you're looking for someone, your teacher. Give me which page I should yes. open. Which homework should I do? There you go. Well, how should I? Of course, we are trying in the church to give homework and tell people, go and do one, two, three. But things. our homework is not for you to accomplish a document and, and we get, come and mark it. Yes. In other words, the education system we had was a preset questions with preset answers. Mm -hmm. And the question was for you to get that answer to be told you had learned something. 
No, you just found out the answer. Yes. You didn't learn anything. And most of the time, the answers do not Connect help you in real life. Actually, that that's the thing. Most of our, right now, we are talking about it the, all over Africa. Yeah. And everyone is coming up to say, guys, that system is not helping. Why? And thank God for homeschooling. Thank you for the new systems that are yes. coming of schooling. Because the kind of schooling we went through is where I'm being asked about uh, the king of this or the king of that. Who is the mother of the king of so-and-so? Why would it matter? Why does it matter? How does it change the environment in Africa? In Africa, but you're telling and you see, me. But you see, that is what you've carried. We've and carried I, and you world. tell me I'm a D student yeah. and an E student. Because, because I can't I tell who is the Queen of England. Where the King of England <laughs> lived, where the Queen's mother lived. You call me an E? Guys, something <laughs> is wrong. And that's why the kingdom is here to activate another exactly. side of us. Exactly. And so, this is the thinking we have to debunk when we're interacting with the kingdom. Now, let me say this before you leave here. If I come as a D student or an E student and God tells me something, do you realize my D is the blockage? You know why? Hmm. Because I'm still thinking like school. I'm still thinking that you're looking for the right answer. Yes. I still think that after I preach, I want to hear you, you, I want to hear you people say, what I preached. Mm, when you say, what do you hear? That's not what, what I are hear. you doing? We're what action you? are you taking? Listen, I'm not looking for an echo. Oh. Even a nice sounding one. Mm. We are looking for the outcome mm. of what was said, not a better explanation of it. I think today, finally, I believe, it has landed on many people why we keep telling you, stop defining yourself with the schooling system of the world. It is so limiting. Because the schooling system tells you, now you've graduated in this. This is who you are. God is telling you, no, you're more than that. But now you're, de you're diminishing by the time because now 10 years later, new, yeah. new capacities no, are being let, built let's, let's and even, you're getting lost in your degree. Let's look at it even honestly. Okay. We've done a whole series, by the way, on this yes. on a different platform on business and usual. But let's look at it this way. You are graduated and have the best credentials in something that is no longer relevant. Oh. You need to go to business unusual. Just and think about that for a and minute. Watch that, and see. that I have a degree in something that will never be applied. And that thing that will never be applied is blocking the word of God. And, and the God degree is to get you have has nothing to do with your capacity. Oh. Because somebody created the information, somebody gave you the information, you got the information right and then they told you you are qualified. Now you have to understand the difference. Now does it mean that every field of learning is wrong? No. no. There are many fields of learning that are so important. Listen, not every graduate doctor is a doctor. Mm, they are being limited by that paper. There are those who are doctors, meaning they will continue in that path to always look for the best way to get people treated properly. The process gave them opportunity to interact with the world that they were naturally are. There are many things they were taught they no longer believe mm. because yeah. they have discovered better truths mm. and are moving on. But there are those who are stuck in the title doctor and you can even give you a misdiagnosis oh. because the title is more important than the reality. So we are simply saying 
that whatever Babylon calls you, yes. go beyond. Go beyond Stop it. Stop limiting yourself with that. Stop saying, this is all I am and this is who I it am. It should so be a guideline. Talks, yes. You actually tell God, don't you understand that when you tell me I'll create wealth, I'm only this. This is what I've been defined by Babylon. Yes. Now, when God gives you a word and tells you to go and do this, action that thing I'm telling yes. you, it might be outside of your knowledge of your papers. But God is saying, remember, there are two yous. Yeah. There is the you you've become. Yes. You might be qualified. You might be working and what people call prosperous and, yeah. and successful. Yeah. God might be calling that damaged. Yes. Now, can you imagine the creator of heaven and earth telling you, you are damaged. This is not who you are. You can be more and you're telling him, God, Listen, I'm done well. God never speaks hmm. to the you oh. that has been developed over time and experiences. God speaks to the you he created. He, he sees right through everything else and speaks to the real you. And whenever he speaks, he speaks in the context of that you. But that you, when you hear him say to you that is the truth, conflicts with the you you have become. Now the place you have to learn is where do you now begin to gravitate towards what God says about you. Because what God says about you is what makes your life meaningful mm -hmm. and powerful. Yeah. That's the reality. That is the intent. God is not fighting who you are. God wants you to fight for who you are. You know what I just said? Say that again. He's not fighting who you are. Mm. He wants you to fight for who you really are. And that's the principle. Mm. You get that right? Everything seems to fall into place. Now, it is also crucial to notice that when we do not know about our own... Uh, humanly possible, we may underestimate or devalue our capacity. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've just now finished saying, yeah. that if you lock yourself to this mm. is who I am, you uh, underestimate or devalue yes. or your capacity. Yes. God keeps calling it out. Yes. God keeps telling you, listen, I want the you to come. And that's why the word keeps coming and instruction keeps coming. What is that doing? It is telling you, there's a you I want to bring out. Exactly. You are underestimating who you are. You are devaluing. That is so powerful. Yes. That is so powerful. You're devaluing who you are. Because wow. God will never give you something inferior. Hmm. Never. One. Two. God will never give you a wrong instruction oh. if you are truly listening. Hmm. Never. No matter how it sounds, it is not the wrong instruction. If you are listening and tracking the word, yes. this is the word of God. Yes. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man shall live by the proceeding word. Exactly. That word can never mislead you. Exactly. So what oh, is guys. humanly possible, mm -hmm. people? Humanly possible is acting on what God has said you can do. Humanly possible is not what you are limited to doing. Do you see the difference? Kingdom speaks difference. Mm -hmm. Humanly possible. When we say God says something, do what is humanly possible. When God said to Abram, I, I will make you great. Go to a land that I will show you. show you. Abraham took off. He took what was humanly possible, but I can assure you nobody would have agreed with him. Mm, His yes. statement did not make sense. So the word is what caused him to take off. Exactly. So not that was, his own. So, so humanly was, possible is listening and saying, go to a land I will show you. That is humanly possible. I get possible. out. What else do I need to do? Yes. Just get out. Yes. Now what if you find Abraham sitting down and telling Sarah, Yeah. God is telling us. Yes. But he's not moving. Yes. But he's now debating exactly. and trying to understand. Tell us. God is saying, listen, I said get out. That's now it. our instructions are so simple. What is so hard with get out and go to a land I will show you. Just get out. 
that stepping out can never be wrong. Yes. That's what you yeah. say. God's yeah. instruction yeah. can never be wrong. Yes. When Jesus says to a paralytic, pick up pick your up. bed and walk. Think naturally. Can a, can a paralytic pick up his bed and walk? An instruction can never be wrong. Can that is my take home today. That's my take home today that every time I listen, what will the paralytic say? Yeah. Don't you don't see? You see? Don't, don't you see? Do you know? God is saying, my instruction At can that never time, be wrong. What was humanly possible hmm. for that man after the word is spoken to pick up his bed and walk? Okay. That is humanly Let's possible. Let's take another one. This man is blind. Yes. And Jesus spits and takes, creates mud and puts on his eyes. Yes. Then he gives an instruction. Yes. Go. Go and wash. Who is he telling? Go to the pool called Siloam. Telling a blind man. Oh, find your way. To find his way to a pool <laughs> called Siloam. Not just any pool. Mm. And wash his eyes. And he didn't tell someone, please take his no, hand. No, find somebody to lead you to go wash your eyes. Guys, these are. That is humanly this for me, possible is still coming back to that powerful statement. God's instruction can never be wrong. Yes. The minute you tell a blind man to go, that word leads. Yes. He's walking on a word. He can never be wrong. And he will find the, the pool called Siloam. And that is the meaning of the term, humanly, humanly possible. So this blind man is walking. He's doing what is human. I mean, I can't yes. do anything else. My eyes are blind. Yes. And the only instruction I have, you want those eyes open, go. Yes. Now, if I don't go, I can talk and tell people what he yes. did. He spat on the ground. I think he touched me with some mud. I don't know what he did. You can say what you want, but you'll never see. Now, listen, before we leave that wow. point. Humanly possible. What is humanly possible will always sound to other people as impossible. Mm. Mm. That's what Anyone listening. Anyone watching you, anyone seeing what you're about to do, will tell you not doable. Yet, that is what God calls humanly Guys, possible. You don't know what it is for us to take a flight to a nation and walk and ask, okay, let's look for the registration office. Why? We want to register a company. Yes. You're registering a company. Why? Because there's a word. That's it. That instruction can never be wrong. Yes. God said the nation is open. The instruction can never be wrong. There you go. That's my take home. I'll repeat that now. Guys, you know me. When I catch something, I'll repeat it over and over. God's instruction uh, can never be wrong. But yes. to those around you. Yes. They look it wrong. seems wrong. Guys, let's go to the next question. <laughs> now, we've been talking about Christ. Mm -hmm. And that he is the word. The Bible talks about he is the word. Yes. And now we've been saying that keep your gaze on Christ. Aha. As you move, as you do, as you action, keep your gaze on Christ. Keep your gaze on the word. Explain that statement. Now, keeping your gaze on Christ. This one I'm just going to use an illustration from scripture from the New Testament okay. that captures it in the best way that I can ever put it. First, let me explain that when you're told to keep your gaze on something, you're also being told not to gaze at something else. Hmm. Primary concept. Okay. If I say keep your gaze on this screen, I'm also telling you not to be distracted. Mm -hmm. Not to keep your gaze on anything else. Keep. The term keep in scripture is a strong term. It means guard. Hmm. It means protect. Hmm. It means focus on. It means lock to. Notice all those. Yeah. Keep. Don't let anybody in. Don't let anybody out keep. Same time that God told Adam, keep, keep the garden. The garden, yes. Keep your focus here. Maintain. The best example is given when Peter steps out on a word to walk on water. Yes. What kept him walking on water was keeping his gaze on Christ. Now you have to go backwards for a moment. Remember we said Christ is the word embodied. 
right? Yes. When we say we are the body of Christ, we are saying we are people who live by a proceeding word. Yes. That's what it means. So, when Jesus said, he said, if it is you, Peter, tell me Peter, to come. Peter, yeah. Peter, said, uh, Peter said to Jesus, if it is you, tell me to come. Meaning, and Jesus said, come. So, what was he operating on? The, the word. word. So okay. when you saw him walking on water, yes. you will say, "But this guy is risking his life. Yes. Jesus is saying, no, he's yes. walking on a word. So two things were supposed not to happen. Yes. Peter was not to look at the storm, neither was he to look at the water mm. that he was actually walking on. Yes. He was to look at Christ. Mm. As long as he kept his gaze on Christ, he walked on water. The minute he looked at the storm, mm. his gaze shifted. shifted. He began to sink. Mm. I think for me what I'm hearing, when we say we have two eyes, yes. it's a picture that we have the ability to have two sights, yeah. two realities. Yes. You can gaze at two things. And that's why when you're told keep your gaze on Christ, you're now told these two eyes, synchronize them yes. and have a singular sight. Yes. You're being told when you gaze on Christ, cause your two eyes to gaze on the same thing. Yes. Now, what, why is that important? Because when we gaze on Christ with one eye and we say, this is the word I have, but on the other eye, I'm looking at something else and saying, listen, this is also what is being taught there. The, word, uh, the world is saying this. The economy is saying this. This is what mm. the people, news is telling mm. me. Mm. You're looking at two things. Mm. Now, in this place where we are being told, gaze on Christ, Synchronize your sight. Simple. It simply means that when once you've heard the word and God has given you clarity, you've understood, you're beginning to journey. Don't mix it with other options. Mm. Singular sight. Don't mix it. It simply means don't look for a secondary support yes. or addition or concept and stop trying to say this sounds just like. Mm. It is similar to. The word stands all by itself has the power to fulfill itself, and the only requirement is for you to not mix it with other options. Mm -hmm. Now, for me to do that, I have to be a kingdom citizen. Yes. All right? And I know that as I talk of the word, this is what I live by. Mm -hmm. I must be a person who says, my friend, Matthew 4, 4, to me, is not a scripture. Yes. It's a reality. It's a command. It's a demand. Look at all those words. Mm. It's my reality. It's my command. Like, that's what I live by. Mm. It's what, there's a demand in me to live by the word. Yes. That's all Matthew 4, 4 is about. Yes. Therefore, living, uh, keeping my gaze on Christ is not an option. Mm -hmm. But I can only do that if I'm a kingdom citizen. Uh -huh. Now, we've talked about being a kingdom citizen. Yes. Can we talk about that? Define a kingdom citizen. Yes, I'll define a kingdom citizen. I will not define how to become one. We've done a whole Yes. teaching on that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to deal with the concept of a kingdom citizen and to do that, we have to deal with the concept of a kingdom. Remember, the citizen is only gotten value because the kingdom exists. Okay. So in other words, the identity of the citizen is connected to the kingdom. Yes. Even in democracies, we are termed by our citizenship. You say Kenyan, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You say American, what does that mean? You say British, what does that mean? It means one belonging to a certain kingdom, for lack of a better term. And therefore, just by that, we can describe you, we can interpret you, and we can expect from you certain characteristics because of which kingdom you belong to. Mm -hmm. All right? But now let's bring it into the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom is a term that describes who 
and what was supposed to be God's not only original plan in the earth, but his original intent for man. Get that clear. Okay. In God's mind from creation, the whole concept of creation was for man to operate within a context known as the kingdom of, of God. God. Mm -hmm. Now, this is man's reality. This reality is so serious that right from the beginning, it is the underlying theme of everything Jesus taught, mm. and it is the very reason we exist. Mm. Okay? Now, to understand it, you must know that the Bible primarily is not about religions or rituals, mm. but about the establishment of a kingdom rulership on the earth from the heavenly realm. I'll say that again. The Bible is not primarily about religion or rituals, but about the establishment of kingdom rulership on the earth from the heavenly realm. realm. So much so that when Israel wanted a king, God said, but I am their king. Hmm. Meaning, he has sovereign rule and he expects us to be part of that kingdom. So in practical terms, the Bible is about a royal family mandated to colonize the earth from heaven. Mm. The Bible is a manual of how to do that. Simple. God it's... has said, I'm in a kingdom. Yep. I have a kingdom. Yeah. And in this kingdom, if you're a citizen, yes. I'm giving you a manual yes. of how to go and do all yeah. these things I'm expecting. Exactly. You to do. And this kingdom is weird because all the citizens are family. That's how powerful it is. Oh, yes. And they're supposed to colonize the earth. So the concept of kingdom was not invented by mankind. Mm -hmm. That's key to note. It was it not invented God. by mankind. That was God's intention. No, it was the first form of government God introduced into the earth. How do we know that? The concept appears in Genesis, in creation of man. Man's original assignment was God's kingdom in the earth. The Bible says, let them have dominion. dominion. Over. The term dominion is a kingdom term. Only a kingdom has dominion. The second, that word dominion means king, dominion. King's domain. The place a king has dominion. Mm. Mm. Alright? Once you get to understand that that is how it operates, then you understand that God's original intent right from the beginning was so that he can have a kingdom on the earth. Now, we are going to take quite a bit of time on this concept because oh, yes. this concept is such a central concept to scripture it is what we completely lost. In fact, if there's anything Adam lost, it's the it was the kingdom and citizenship. Yeah. That's what we need to understand. If anything Jesus came to restore is kingdom. Listen, Jesus speaks of the kingdom more than any other statement in his entire life in the earth. Mm. Kingdom of God is like, kingdom of God is like, kingdom of God, kingdom, 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 kingdom. He never said a place of heaven is like. Mm. Kingdom. A place called heaven is like, no. In fact, every time he used of the kingdom of God, he used natural explanations to show you where does it operate. Mm, in the earth. He never used an example <laughs> from heaven. He never tells you the kingdom of heaven is like the angels it when they come never. and meet under the throne. Uh, 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 uh. Never. It's like a man. He defined it. Lands. It's exactly. like a house. It's like... Yes. He did that forever. So we have to get into an understanding wow. of who the king is because there is no kingdom without a king. I'll say that again. The word kingdom exemplifies a king. So the minute we talk about the kingdom, a kingdom citizens, is not a place. There's a king first. Yes, without That's a not, king, <laughs> there are no citizens. There is no kingdom. <laughs> Get that settled. I'll say okay. that again and again because oh, yes. we think that the kingdom of a pattern. If we, when you say the kingdom of Great Britain, we think it is a place. And you will notice 
when we talk of the kingdom of God, yes. we always think we can have our own plan and our own activities, and God will always line up with this. No. No. There's a king. Yes. Let's talk about yes. the king. Yes. So even in the earth, if you mention a kingdom, yes. it is because there is a king. Mm-hmm. If you remove the king, there is no kingdom. If you don't get that right, yes. you will not get this. Now, why is it important? A king is never voted into power. Mm-hmm. His power is inherent from birth. When a king is born, they know he will be king. Mm. And from that moment, he's treated. Yes. He's been trained exactly. for royalty. So for we rulership. live in a world where democratic leaders are elected to power. Mm-hmm. Totalitarian dictators seize power, but a king is born into power. Wow. Get that very clear. Mm. So when we say Jesus is king, remember recently in a conversation I said Jesus is not going to become king. He is. He was born king. Mm. Show me where he has been born, king of the Jews. Mm. The wise man understood that. He is born king. king. So he's king by birthright. Mm-hmm. Kingship is not conferred by men. Elected leaders rule by the will of the people. Dictators rule through fear. <laughs> so God is not a leader. Yes. Neither is he a yes. dictator. He's no. a king. He rules because he was difference. born to oh, be king. Jesus is our king. He was born to be king. Yes. He is king. That's why he even talks about it in Matthew uh, towards the end where he says the kingdom d- d- uh, created before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. The world found the kingdom in existence. There's something we always say <laughs> when you're having our conversations. Yes. If you go to the church, they know Jesus as the Savior. Yes. Born in a manger. He know, they, we know him as Messiah. We know him as Jesus Christ. We know him as anything else, but we do not emphasize the Jesus, the king. Remember the last conversation the when we began introducing kingdom interpretations. Yes. We said that there are certain terms that, that, that minimize and limit our concept of kingdom reality. Mm-hmm. When Jesus is born to you, Savior, you only have one capacity to draw from him. Mm. Salvage me from this problem. Once he has saved you, you have nothing else to know. Until next time when I need... That's it. And there, therefore, you're always thinking being saved. Being saved from sin, then being saved from the world. Mm. You're always thinking to be removed. To removed, be saved. yeah. You never think beyond that. That is Jesus, the Savior. Yes. When you think of him as a teacher, as a shepherd, as a, all those are great. Mm. But listen, he was not born a shepherd. Mm. He was not born a Savior. That is so powerful. Born a king. He was born a king. Every other activity, this king can manifest to you as a shepherd. Mm, yes. That is how amazing this king is. Mm-hmm. This king can manifest to you as a savior. As a lamb. As this a king can be anything he wants, but he still remains king. king. Wow. So Jesus mm-hmm. was born a king. We do not make him king. We acknowledge that he is king. We, we acknowledge. acknowledge that he is king. That's why the disciples asked the wrong question when you come into your kingdom. We so there knew. are two things. They didn't understand that he's not coming into the kingdom. He's already the king. There's no separation between him and his kingdom when you come to your kingdom. No, 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 no. no. The kingdom exists because he exists. Mm. <laughs> the disciples also needed that adjustment. Yes, he is. Where the kingdom is, that is it. Yeah. A king cannot be voted out of power because the kingdom is his by birth. 
So you cannot come and say, by the way, Jesus, we've decided we are your body, we've taken over. And a king rules for life. <laughs> wow. And since he cannot die, he rules forever. Mm. Simple concepts, but powerful oh, concepts. Oh, very powerful. A king rules for life, meaning there's no time he's not king. So I cannot keep repeating that I'm a kingdom citizen. And as a kingdom citizen, hey, wait, do you have a but, king over you? And the do king... You, are yeah. you subject yes. to that king? The Bible, Isaiah prophesying, saying, and of the, his kingdom there is no, no end. end. Mm -hmm. Okay? A king's authority is absolute. So when God gives you his word, mm -hmm. it is absolute. <laughs> there is nothing to check it. Nothing to slow it. Mm -hmm. Nothing to delay it. A king's authority is absolute. Jesus speaking of his kingship because we thought he was just talking, says, all authority in heaven mm. and on earth is given to me. He is the king. The king's word is law. Yes, he has, that means I have all authority. I set the rules for heaven and earth. Mm. And you see when he tells you, I have all authority, heaven and earth, therefore send I you, what is he telling you? He has delegated authority. So as you go, hmm. go with that mindset. Yes. Now when you talk of kingdom citizenship, yes. that's what you're saying. You yes. are sent by a king. You will see why kingdom citizenship has no effect until you understand the king. When you understand the king, you'll see the power of citizenship. I love what you've just said. That guys, you have to understand, because a king's authority is absolute, yes. his word is law. Simple. His word is law. That law. when we ask you what's your instruction hmm. is law. Hmm. It means that word, when you take it and move with it, it yes. is law, it establishes. Listen. And everything else bows yeah. to it. What do we mean by it oh, is law? Oh, it is law. No one and nothing can countermand his orders. Hmm. Nothing can negate his pronouncement. Wow. Nothing can set aside his decrees or amend them. Creation bows to the word. So if God says, I give you the power to create wealth, Nothing hmm. in creation can countermand that statement. <laughs> Nothing can stop that decree. The only limitation is the sent ones not carrying it out. Hmm. I That's love it. that. That as I take that word, as I receive it, Nothing can countermand. Yes. Nothing can negate yes. that pronouncement, that word that has been spoken. Yes. Nothing can set aside the decree. Yes. Or that, or even amend. By the yes. way, you have power to create wealth. What it meant is this: don't amend. Exactly. The word of a king is law. And you see, if you remember when we spoke about what is your mental, physical, physical and, and material, material capacity yes. response, it is supposed to be connected to understanding this. Mm -hmm. This is what this is where the source power comes from. Yes. And God, when he says, I give you the power, mm. it is the king telling you what he is doing. Oh, yes. A king personally owns everything in his domain. What is his domain? Heaven and earth. Oh, please. Now, please notice <laughs> that the term heaven, properly translated, means the heavens, plural. So when you talk of the galaxies. Everything. When you talk of those planets, anything. Everything. Oh belongs to him. to him. Yeah. Now if he owns it, then you'll understand why his decree is unchanging. Mm -hmm. Now, assume this king has all authority, rules all the realms, owns everything, cannot be countermanded, cannot be queried. When he speaks, it cannot be changed. Mm -hmm. Then you understand the funniest thing about this thing is the king chooses who will be a citizen. Mm. 
That's interesting. Explain that, please. Let me explain why. In a, in a democracy, the citizens choose their leader. In a kingdom, the king chooses his citizens. Mm. The power is this. <laughs> because he owns everything. And he's the one who is the owner of his domain. He's the one who has the power mm. to determine who is a citizen. Because he owns everything. Everything. Alright? Even in earthly kingdoms, it is the king's signature that gives you citizenship. Mm. In other systems, it is naturalization. The people agree that if you do certain things, you become a citizen. A citizen. So technically, it's not the king who gives you the authority. Mm. It is the laws. So in this case, here is God, yeah. the king. He's yes. in a kingdom. Yes. In his kingdom, yes. he has operating systems. Yes. Now you have to operate in that to yes. be a citizen. Now he chooses you. That's why he says, okay. Jesus said, you have not chosen me. I chose you. Have you ever thought about that scripture's meaning? Hmm. You did not choose me. I chose you. Hmm. He says, uh, David says, you knew me Even before, before I was in my mother's womb. He's already chosen you. you listen, God chose us before we were born. Before, when you go to Babylon, the plans I have for you. Yes. I've already chosen I chose you. you. It is us who end up rejecting wow. citizenship. Hmm. It is not God who removes us from the nation. He chose us. Mm -hmm. Now, why do we get born again? We accept his choice. Yes. <laughs> so when I say I'm getting born again, is when I've, I've decided yes. there's a choice I've been given. Yes. I'm taking it up. So when he says he came to save us, yes. he came to save us from the world by offering us citizenship. Hmm. Safe, being saved is citizenship. He gives us his citizenship. Well, what, what is important when he gives us citizenship? You must understand that when he gives you his citizenship, he's telling you how to function in his kingdom. Mm. Citizenship has to do with you understanding who gave you citizenship, has to do with you understanding the king, has to do with you understanding the range and the power and the authority of his domain, has to do with you understanding the full extent of what he owns, has to you understanding the power behind this entire kingdom. Why? Because the king embodies the government of his kingdom. Mm. This simply means that wherever a king is, his entire government is there. When Jesus is somewhere, what does, what does John say? The kingdom of heaven is here. Jesus is here, the kingdom <laughs> the, is here. Wherever he is. We are talking about the kingdom and you are saying that we want to understand what it is to be the citizens yes. of this kingdom. Yes. But before we understand our citizenship, we must understand there is a king. Yes. And this king sets rules and yes. sets the law. Yes. This king, when he speaks, nobody can query it. Yes. Nobody can set it aside and say, mm. listen, we'll yes. do this later. When he speaks, his word is law. Yes. Now, if we understand that the word of God is law, mm -hmm. it means that when I get my instruction, mm -hmm. I understand that instruction is law. Yes. When Jesus says that you live by the proceeding word, he's telling you you're living by the law spoken mm. by the king. Because that word, when it hits the earth, yes. it will superimpose and change everything that needs to be changed for you to operate. Yes. Why? Because he has chosen you. Guys, yes. we continue with this conversation. Mm.